Hello, welcome to the Gateway House podcast. I am Samir Patil, Fellow for International Security Studies at Gateway House. I am joined today by my colleague Ambika Khanna, Senior Researcher, International Law, to discuss a new research paper, Devising an Indian Policy on Sanctions for Pakistan. In recent years, there has been increasing global scrutiny of Pakistan's terrorist infrastructure and the Pakistan Army's support to cross-border terrorism in India, particularly after last year's Pulwama attack on the CRPF convoy in South Kashmir. After the attack, India withdrew the most favored nation status granted to Pakistan. Paris-based Financial Action Task Force has also registered Pakistan. So, Ambika, what is the policy tool that you are proposing to tackle Pakistan? So, uh, Samir, like you mentioned, Pakistan has been under global scrutiny by the FATF and the UNSC. However, like we know, it has escaped multilateral or unilateral sanctions as of now. The primary reason for this scrutiny has been Pakistan's state sponsorship of terrorism. In some form or the other, this ranges from terror financing to harboring internationally designated terrorists. Like we know, Pakistan-based organizations such as the Lashkar-e-Toiba, the Jaish-e-Mohammed and the Al-Qaeda have orchestrated several terrorist attacks on India over the years, including the 2001 parliament attack, the Mumbai 2611 attacks, the Delhi 2005 attacks, the Uri and the Pulwama. So with Pakistan now posing a continuing threat to India's national security, foreign policy and economy, sanctions could prove to be an effective strategy for India to use on Pakistan. Sanctions are a form of economic warfare and statecraft. Pakistan and India have both faced sanctions in the past for conducting nuclear tests. India has rarely imposed sanctions on on another country. A recent example, like you mentioned, was India imposing sanctions on Pakistan by withdrawing the MFN status granted to Pakistan and the imposition of a 200% custom duty on Pakistan origin goods after the 2019 Pulwama attack in Kashmir. Pakistan too has imposed sanctions on India after its revocation of Article 370, which granted special status to Kashmir. It imposed sanctions on India, which included a ban on trade, closing down its airspace, as well as discontinuing postal mail. Finally, while designing a sanctions regime for Pakistan, we must remember that unlike other countries, Pakistan's military plays a crucial role in its economy, beyond national security, and now also in governance, including holding high-level posts in the government. Thanks, Ambika. And I think the the last bit about Pakistan Army's role in the Pakistan economy is really important one because that becomes really the focus for this kind of of an effort. So uh, in India, do we have some kind of a framework to impose these kind of sanctions? Uh, so, Samir, while India does not have a specific law on sanctions, what it has is the UAPA, which is the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act of 1967. This act, which is the UAPA, is supported by the NIA Act, which is the National Investigation Agency Act of 2008. Both these legislations were recently amended, and they both serve as platforms under which India has sanctioned unlawful entities, terrorist organizations, as well as individuals. A recent example includes four individuals, which are Dawood Ibrahim, Hafiz Saeed, Masood Azhar, and Zaki Lakhvi, who were designated as terrorists under the UAPA. India has also used this particular act, which is the UAPA, to implement UNSC sanctioned resolutions in the past. 
what is important to know to know about the uapa is that it applies to offenses committed beyond india so a person resident outside india can be held liable for punishment for offenses of which he is found guilty in india however to use the uapa to impose unilateral sanctions it does require some amendments the paper that gave house is done on sanctions analyzes sanctions reg regimes across countries such as the usa uk germany and thereafter recommends suitable amendments to the uapa in brief the uapa differs from other sanction le le legislations as follows one it follows the principles of natural justice which is audi altrum partum which is the opportunity to be heard by the accused and the second is that the uapa limits its scope to terrorism unlike other regimes such as the uk or germany so uh, one question that i have is there is something about this broader history of the sanctions globally because uh, i mean india is not the first country to think of such a uh, tool to tackle pakistan but i'm sure uh, the united states has also done similar things with iran and north korea yes yes so samir you're absolutely right uh, sanctions have often been used by the west it has it has also been a very popular topic of debate for several decades especially given that there is a difficulty in assessing their impact technology sanctions have like we you know been used since the 1970s by the nuclear suppliers group and the missile control technology regime which is the mtcr uh, the us has repeatedly imposed sanctions on pakistan to prevent nuclear technology transfers to iran north korea and libya The U.S. has also in past imposed sanctions on China for actively aiding the development of Pakistan's nuclear program. So, like we can see, sanctions have often been used by the West, especially by the U.S. But India has rarely used them to put pressure on other countries or even foreign entities. The common methodology of imposing sanctions, if you look at history, is to impose sanctions on businesses or on particular sectors. now businesses are inclined to adhere to unilateral sanctions for fear of adverse commercial consequences so for example 15 european banks have together paid more than 19.5 billion dollars for violating us sanctions against various countries the largest here was bnp paribas's penalty where it paid about 9 billion dollars uh in 2014 but we must also remember that countries need to bear in mind that overuse of sanctions can also have negative effects on themselves so in particular uh it does promote innovation by sanctioned countries which tends to look for domestic resources to fulfill the gap that sanctions create it also hinders investment in sanctioning countries due to regulatory instability it weakens global stability by raising prices of products and services it also invites countermeasures by other countries and lastly it does promote the creation of new opposing alliances okay uh, so one final question coming back to pakistan uh, india has a very limited role in pakistani economy uh, also the bilateral trade is also very uh, uh, limited so how do you see the sanctions regime working uh, in case of pakistan Yes, Samir, you're absolutely right. The bilateral trade and the cross-border trade between India and Pakistan is very minimal, while the informal trade, like we know, thrives and is valued at about four billion dollars. As for direct investments, there are very few Indian companies that have made inroads in Pakistan directly. Some of these include Dabur, which has a manufacturing plant in Pakistan. There's Raymond, and there's Tuffy, which are some few examples. Uh, so, for sanctions to be truly effective against Pakistan. 
we must ensure that a whole of government approach is adopted where different ministries of the government are in alignment why this is important is because the recommended way forward is targeted sanctions which are considered to be more effective than comprehensive sanctions therefore this particular paper identifies specific entities which can be sanctioned by india now the sanction regimes can not be effective in silos diplomatic channels will play a key role india could leverage its neighborhood first policy as well as its act east policy lastly while imposing sanctions sanctioning countries must ensure that they follow international humanitarian law and cause no unacceptable harm to the general public thank you ambika so uh, that's a wrap on this podcast uh, ambika's paper is available on our website www.gatewayhouse.in please join us for the next podcast thank you